everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Today I want to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects in the world to discuss. I want to talk to you about the force of friendships, the force of friendships. The title of my message, though, is a bridge to nowhere. Say it with me, all the campuses, a bridge to nowhere. You might want to jot these verses down because I'm going to go through these very, very quickly. And I want you to think about the common statement, maybe the common words in each scripture. I think you'll get it after a while. Mark chapter 537. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John. Luke 8.51, when he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in except Peter, John, and James. Luke chapter 9, verse 28, Jesus took Peter, John, and James with him and went up into the mountain to pray. Mark chapter 14, verses 32 and 33, they went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Peter, James, and John, you got it. The best friends of Christ. If Jesus needed an inner circle, I think it's safe to say you need one and I need one. Three questions I want you to consider today when it comes to your relationships when it comes to your relational world, your friendships, or even those people that you're talking to or dating. Number one, who are they? Who are they? More than just their name, who are they? Second question, whose are they? Who is capturing them? Or maybe what has captured them? What are they about? Third question, where are they taking you? Where are they taking you? Are you, when it comes to friendships, are you on a bridge to nowhere? You might be going, well, I would say we're like going everywhere. If you're going everywhere, you're going nowhere. But as you look at your relationships, as you look at your closest connections, You're John, Peter, and James. When you think about that, are you on a bridge to nowhere or are you going somewhere? God wants our relationships to go somewhere. And for them to go somewhere, we've got to be connected, synced up with the right someone. So if I have the right someone in my life, I'm going somewhere. If you haven't noticed, we're relational creatures. We really, really are. We have this desire, obviously, to relate to God. That's the vertical relationship. Then we have a desire to relate to other people. We're made in God's image. God is a relational God. The Bible says that we have defriended God. We have chosen not to follow him. God put it all in line. God sent Jesus to live a perfect life, to die a sacrificial death on the cross to rise again. 
And we've been saying around here, the cross is a bridge, and we have a bridge to cross. Once we cross the bridge, and the bridge is built from the divine side to the human side, once we cross the bridge, our souls are power washed, we're new people, then God gives us the nature of a bridge builder. The Bible says we can become, are you ready for this? Friends with God. Friends with God. I could meet your best friends without even meeting you, and I would know what kind of person you are. That's crazy, isn't it? You could interview my best friends, John, James, Peter. You could talk to them and go, oh, I know Ed. I know what he's about. I know his priorities. I know his likes and dislikes. That's how important friends are. So we don't have incredible friends in a vacuum. They don't just happen accidentally. They happen intentionally. And that's something you might want to write down. Friends, developing quality friendships, don't happen accidentally. They happen intentionally. God, the Bible says, has chosen us, right? God says, I pick you. You matter to me. He put the, he put the friendship stuff on the line. Yet within God's choice, he's chosen you, he's chosen me, we have a freedom of choice. I don't understand that. I can't wrap my little brain around that. God, though, has chosen you to be his friend, and he did it through Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection. Now God says, you respond to that, I'm going to give you the nature of a bridge builder. I want you to go somewhere and hang out with the right someone. Every time I talk about friends, I talk about this. I talk about my friend back in the day named Larry. I went to school with Larry, played basketball with Larry. We practiced hours and hours together at the school, traveled everywhere by car, by bus to play basketball. Larry was a good guy, came from a good family, had it going on. He was a little bit sketchy in certain areas, but you know, you thought, hey, it's just Larry. I knew him well on the court, knew him well at school, but as far as what we would do socially, I never really hung out with him. Right before my senior year in high school, my family moved a thousand miles away, and I sort of lost contact with Larry. Years roll by, and one day my friend picked up the phone, not Larry, another friend, he called me, he said, Ed, you won't believe what I just read in the paper. Larry murdered somebody, and he's in prison. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Larry killed somebody? My friend goes, yes, cold-blooded murder. Months went by. And the next time I was in that small city where I grew up, I arranged to meet Larry in this prison. I'll never forget it. I was sitting on a picnic table in a little prison yard, and out walked my friend Larry. I could, I could see the embarrassment on his face, the hurt, the pain, tears streaming down his face. We embraced, and I said, Larry, what happened, man? What happened? 
When did the wheels fall off? And he looked at me and started into his story with four words. He used a four-word phrase I've heard a lot. I had these friends. I had these friends. Do you know how many times I've heard that? I've talked to someone 13 years old, addicted to substance, sat down with him. Hey, hey, tell me, when did it start to go south? Every time I had these friends. Talk to someone else in their 60s or 70s who've grown through all of this drama and trauma in their lives, all of this craziness, this toxicity. I said, tell me, when did it start? I had these friends. 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 The force of friendship. The power of that personal relationship that you have, that I have with others. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. I had these friends. Well, my prayer today is, is that a lot of us, tons of us, thousands upon thousands of us who are at different environments, our different churches, who are watching online, my prayer is that many of us would say, you know what? Starting today, I had these friends. We're going to move away from friends who drag us down, who trip us up. I don't mean we're going to diss them or disrespect them or, or, or preach to them. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying we're going to go from I had these friends to I have these friends. We're doing a friend inventory. We're thinking about our inner circle. Do you have a personal board of directors? John, James, Peter, the inner circle. Jesus had friends, great friends. He had friends who truly understood what it meant to have, to have the Lord as center of their lives. He also understood and he had friends who were far away from God. And that's the holy tension whenever you talk about relationships and friendships in the Bible. There's a holy tension. On one hand, our best friends should be those who are followers of Christ. The Bible says it categorically, unequivocally. Highlight it, underline it. The Bible says our best friends must be believers. So, two plus two is four. That means those who are single, the students, those you date, ultimately you mate, should only be believers. I don't like that, Ed. I'll say it again. The Bible says it over and over again. I've written about it. I've written books about it. I've talked about it. I've lectured about this subject around the world. And I get the same response every time I say, the Bible says that if you're single, you're a student, or maybe you're 30 or 40 years old, you should only date and only mate with those, when you're married, of course, who are followers of Christ. That's not a popular verse. 
Singles don't stand up and go, wow, I love that. People don't go, wow, I, 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 that's awesome. No, people are like, what? Because if you believe that, two-thirds of the potential candidates wiped out. Two-thirds. That's a lot, isn't it? But I want to show you God has your best interest and my best interest in mind. That's true in a dating relationship. That's also true when it comes to your best friends and my best friends. And I'm going to say to you right now, the best place, the best place to meet friends is right here at church. The church is a social entity. So as we're involved in church, involve, not just show up. People say, oh, I went to church and no one talked to me. I went to church and no one was friendly to me. I sat by myself right in the back on the front. No one said a word to me. You begin to get up. You begin to serve, not swerve. You begin to get involved and look to your left, look to your right, look to your right, look to your left. And I'm telling you, God will form friendships and they'll have such a force in your life you won't believe it. God has in store for you great friends. Isn't that great? God has in store for me great friends. So, friendship is intentional. It's not accidental. It's not something you just trip up and fall into. Yeah, we just became friends, man. If you're not intentional about it, wow. But the whole intention is, going back to it, my best friend should be believers. Yes, I hang out with people who are far away from God. One of the things they tag Jesus with, a friend of sinners. We should be friends of sinners. However, when we relate to those who are far away from God, we should relate in areas that are neutral, areas that don't cause us to compromise. Go back to the bridge. Think about your friendships. Think about your best friends. How do you spell relational relief? Are you on a bridge to nowhere, going everywhere, or are you connected to the right someone? Because if you are, you're going somewhere. There are different types of bridges, and there are different types of friendships. There are different types of bridges, and there are different types of people when it becomes really, really obvious that you have this connectivity. A true friend, a friend in your inner circle, the kind of friend the Bible is talking about that sticks closer than a brother, the kind of friend who gives you and who gives me wise counsel is a toll bridge friend. A toll bridge friend. In other words, they're a toll brother or a toll sister. Are you feeling me? When you go over a bridge, a toll bridge, you got to pay the freight, right? You got you to pay someone. And because you pay, you can drive over the bridge. A toll bridge. You got to pay the price. If someone is going to be in your inner circle or my inner circle, they obviously have to passionately pursue the person of the Lord. They've got to be committed to the church. I know they 
are the real deal because they have paid the price and they're paying the price in their relationship with God, in their relationship with others. I see them serving. I see them sharing. I see them stewarding their finances generously. And I'm like, wow, that, that person has paid the price. They're a toll brother or a toll sister. I want to ask you, do you have those kind of people in your life? Others are drawbridge friends. We've got we to we be a drawbridge, and our best friends must be a drawbridge. And I'm talking about an old school drawbridge. The old school drawbridge, you've got a castle. You have the castle men and women live inside the castle. And you've got a moat around it. And in the moat, you've got sharks, you've got all these serpents, you've got trolls. Remember those trolls with the little <laughs> troll dolls? That scared me. Anyway, when... when when a drawbridge is let down, the right people walk across the drawbridge. Ding dong, ding dong, dong, ding dong, ding. Ring the doorbell. Oh, it's you. Wow. All right. Come on in. We've got to have friendships like that. People who are close to us. People we have affinity with. And with affinity, with affinity emerges accountability. Other people, though, we see, oh, they're coming down the street. We got the drawbridge down. No. Great friends are drawbridge friends. They're a drawbridge, and you are a drawbridge. We have to build bridges, but also build walls. If you don't have any walls, if you don't have any boundaries, you're in a bridge to nowhere. What kind of friend are you? What kind of friends do you have in your life? Others should be covered bridge friends. If I'm if I'm on a covered bridge, a, a bridge that's covered actually covers the elements, the materials of the bridge built. A covered bridge friend is someone in your inner circle that's someone you can confide in, someone you can talk about confidential things to, not someone who will go, or... No, uh-uh, or no, that's not, that's not a covered bridge friend. Someone who listens to you, who goes, I understand. Someone who's not going to be up in your grill and mean all the time, but a person who will build bridges and draw lines in the sand, a covered bridge friend. See, great friends have all these qualities, and they have another quality, the last quality I want to throw out, a rope bridge friend. Are they a rope bridge friend? You ever been on a rope bridge, anybody? A rope bridge. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe some others, yeah. A rope bridge is scary, built by ropes, a little bit shaky, a little bit tenuous, a little bit crazy. When the winds blow, ah, kind of creaks, 
What was that? I want friends who are rope bridge friends. Very few will walk on the rope bridge, but they're with you when those rogue winds strike, when, when all hell is breaking loose, when you're sick, when you're betrayed, when someone's messed you around. They've got your back. They're on that rope. They'll walk the rope bridge for you and with you. Those are great friends. Peter, James, and John. Jesus had an inner circle. If it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you and me. Who is on your personal board of directors? Who? You're looking at a guy, and, and let me brag on myself. Really, I'm bragging on God. You're looking at a guy right here. Look, look at me, look at me. <laughs> Who has made some amazing relational choices. I really have. I'm 52 years old, and I have had a great friendship track record. Oh, Ed, it must be because you're so smart. No. Must be because, no. Well, maybe, no. It's God. And number two, it is doing and believing and living out what he said. I have planted myself in his house, committed to his house, following his friendship principles. And as I look back over my life, the friends I have are absolutely ridiculous. They're sick. They're awesome. Unbelievable. Over the top. Replenishing. They're great. I never went through a time in my life where I was like, oh, Ed's rebellious. You know, he's smoking four pounds of weed a day. He's walking the streets. and No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I understand when people talk about that and then boom, they come to Christ. That's a great word. And we have many people from that background who come to Christ. But what is so exciting about some of us is we've walked it our whole lives. Maybe our story isn't as sexy or as, whoa, ah, ah, as others. But I would argue it's more powerful. And what I've seen at Fellowship Church over the last decade, I've seen so many children meet the Lord at a young age, walk the walk, not perfectly, make great relational choices, Peter, James, and John choices, bridge to somewhere choices with the right someone, and I've seen a consistency and a trajectory that is unbelievable. I think about who's on our staff. I'm thinking about who leads. So students, listen to me. Children, listen to me. The relational patterns you're cutting today will be those patterns you follow for the rest of your life. And parents, your kids will be the same kind of friend that you are, and they'll have the same kind of friends that you have. That's big. That is a towering responsibility. 
Who are your friends? Mom, dad, single parent. Whose are your friends? Where are they going? Are you on a bridge to nowhere? You going everywhere? Or are you going somewhere because you have the right someone in your life? Many are going, I don't have the right someone in my life. Good for you. They're here. You commit to fellowship. You say, okay, come hell or hot water, I'm in. This is my house. I promise you. I'll bet you every dime I have, God will bring incredible friends into your life if you do it his way. But here's what drives church leaders cray-cray. Here's what drives us absolutely nuts. And in my travels, I've interviewed and talked to a lot of leaders. Here's what they say. They go, Ed, people, church, hop and shop and bop and shop and hop and hop and shop and bop so much. They never, ever discover the force of friends. They never hang in there long enough to discover the maturity, the brilliance, the richness, the depth of friends like they should. If this is your church, make it a priority, mom and dad. Students, this is your church, make it a priority. Empty nesters, make it a priority. I don't care who you are, where you're from, make this a priority and God will bless your life and show you the foundation and the beauty of friends. I had these friends. Some need to make some tough decisions. I had these friends. They're dragging you down. They're messing you around. I had these friends. They're keeping you from being all that God wants you to be. I had these friends. It's one of the favorite places the enemy likes to attack. So I'm going to be intentional about it, God. Now I have these friends. I have these friends. I have these friends. The future is awesome. The relationships are so forceful you wouldn't believe it. What God wants to do in your life and mine, just through our friends, is unbelievable. Who are your friends? Who's your Peter, James, and John? Who's your personal board of directors? Who? Do it God's way. And no longer will you say, I'm going to bridge to nowhere. But I'm going to bridge to somewhere with the right someone. Let's pray together. I know you're dealing with a lot of stuff when it comes to friendships. And I know the force of friendships. It's not accidental. It's intentional. But let me start. From, from God's perspective, God sent Jesus to live a perfect life, die a sacrificial death, rise again, 
We can become friends with God. We can become friends with the Lord Jesus by receiving his friendship, his friendship forever that he's offered us. He's chosen you, he's chosen me. Have you chosen him? You can today by saying, Jesus, I choose you. I walk across the bridge. Power wash my soul. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. And the moment you cross the bridge, the moment you're praying this prayer with me, let me tell you what God's doing. He's giving you a home in heaven, a purpose, power with weakness, and now he's giving you a nature of a bridge builder. In other words, now you have a nature to go somewhere, not only with him, obviously, but also with others. If you prayed a bridge crossing prayer, just pray it. Jesus, I crossed the bridge. Others here have prayed that prayer, but as you examine your life, as you do a friend and Tory, you go, man, my friends don't reflect the, the bridges, Ed, that you talked about. My friends are not the, the, the kind of inner circle that have a passion for God and his house, and they're not serving, they're swerving. If that's you, move away from them and say right now, God, you bring into my relational sphere the right people, and he will do it. But we've got to get up and serve and commit and pray for that, and I am telling you, it's gonna happen. But many of us are being drugged down by our friends. And it can't be friends lift each other up. Friends encourage one another. Friends take you to a holy another level. So Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the force of friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.